the one you know um, icon of of this whole thing is something that I actually love, and when I see them, they always make me smile so big. Is that pink Cadillac? For the women who've sold, you had to I sell bet. like a hundred thousand dollars worth of Avon. Yeah, yeah, Avon, yeah. yeah. And uh, you get a pink fucking Cadillac. That's fucking tight. That is pretty tight. Every time I see that pink Cadillac, I'm like, you baby, you, <laughs> you are on the corner with your trunk pop, just set, fucking running that, yeah. just, running it yeah. out of the trunk, oh, and I'm yeah. so fucking proud of you. And you own, you deserve yeah. that. See, that's oh, yeah. that's yeah, some yeah. that's some G ass shit though. It's kind of like selling <laughs> selling tapes out of the like all the rappers in the South were like yep. millionaires before yep. they even got records. Basically, two million CDs. Basically, like what I do with our podcast, I sit out there in the corner of Main Street and just like, hey, you heard that new TWP? You want, uh, you want this hot fire? You want this hot fire? Yeah. <laughs> bars, baby, bars! I take your beat right from you, you. Bitch, I'm a dog. Beat on her walls, loose. Hop in the fall, woo. I tell that bitch to come, come for me. I swear these niggas is under me. The hate and the devil keep jumping me. Back rows on me, keep me company. Hey, we did the most, most, yeah. Pull up and goes, yeah. My diamonds a choker, holding up. I with no holster. Bah. Read the ruler, diamond cooler, cooler. This a roller, not a mula. Hey. Dabbing on them like the usual. Damn. Magic with the brick do voodoo. Magic. Court side with a bad bitch. bitch. Then I send the bitch through Uber. Go. I'm young and rich and plus I'm bougie. Hey. I'm not stupid, so I keep the Uzi. Rackets on rackets, got backets on backets, so my money making my back. Ay. Ah. You niggas got a low act rate. Act. We from the north, yeah, that way. No. Fat cookie blunt in the ashtray. Cookie. Two bitches just now. No smash Hop in the limb, have a drag race. I let them burst take a bath, bag. Raindrop, drop top, drop top. Smoking on cooking a hot box. Fucking on your bitch, yeah, that, that, that. Cooking up dope in the crock pot. pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody grip the trick. Nobody call up the gang and they come and get gang. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. Bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Savage. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. My bitch is bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. Dope. My niggas are savage, ruthless. Hey. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. Pull four, drop it. Okay, so this is you got a fancy mic, and so when you're talking, (laughs) did you steal this? No, 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 that's the SLR mic. That's your response to hotter than a pistol. I look like somebody that steals stuff. (laughs) What pawn shop did you get that from? Yeah, where the hell? All right, so I've been trying to think about how to open this conversation, but right before you came, I was thinking about. This is probably a good week to talk about the, the I don't know if you want to call it a movement or just a trend, <laughs> something that's hot right now, is saving Appalachia. <laughs> this has been a trend since 1960, yeah, I think. You say, you say this like it's a new thing. Yeah. Right, but... I think the sexiness comes and goes of it, though. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, the sexiness comes and goes because the saving, the savior part, it, it incorporates all these different parts of our sort of national psyche so like for example you've got like the local foods thing you know what i'm saying like and that has a very sort of like liberal cosmopolitan i don't know it's like it's like this sort of cosmopolitan idea that yearns for a sort of rural facade earnestness to it yeah 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 even though we legit have the best farmers market in the region, we have a fucking great it's, farmers it's, market. It's bad as hell. It's good. Anytime someone comes to visit from out of town on a Saturday on, in the summer, I am like a fucking peacock. I run them down to the farmers market. I'm like, look at our farmers market. I did the same shit. <laughs> I just looked at an apartment and was like, this is walking distance to the farmers market. <laughs> yeah. 
and like we have city like, things. Thinking about the steps I would take and like how easy it would be to get there, and I was like, it was a selling point for me to live in a windowless apartment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We have such an house Yeah, market. you can go down there and you can get on the bike and make your own smoothie. Oh my god, no, the best shit ever. Probably the best Snapchat I've ever sent into the world was of some little boy riding the shit out of that bike, and Debbie Owens just like squalling, "Go, Bubby, go, Bubby, go." <laughs> And just trying to make that fucking smoothie. Oh, I died. I couldn't take it. There's nothing better than a smoothie that you've worked your ass off to, yeah. to grind up the ice yeah, and the fruit. Yeah, you earned it. You earned yogurt. motherfucker. Yeah. No. Um, so maybe that's a bad example. Um, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start from the top. I, I was wanting to say your face here a little. Uh, <laughs> no, you're, you're right. It has been hot since 1960. But... In the age of social media, in which you can develop your own sort of like personal brand, you can sort of brand yeah. yourself as a savior. Yeah, yeah, and well, and I think it also relates to branding yourself as as like country or not, or rural is or not, and that comes and goes. That's cool. Tom has said this the best, where he talks about, you know, the same women that he was trying to pick up. Five years ago, they would have said they were from Cincinnati, and now they're from like, you hey y'all, <laughs> Breathitt County, baby, from Kentucky, but yeah. they, they act now like they're, they're from, from Breathitt, Cincinnati. County. <laughs> now they're from the Bourbon Trail. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was very much considered day class in 2003 to say you were from Kentucky. I, you were from Cincinnati. Didn't matter yeah. if. Uh, yeah. My whole theory. On, on like the come the coming and going of saving Appalachia always is like America wants to feel better about itself. So like you know Vietnam War happens and everybody's like mad and like there's civil rights issues that are taking over the news and so everybody's like, but look at the poor people in Kentucky. We should do a war on poverty there. And so like you kind of shift gears and then the economy collapses in 2004 and everybody's like worried about whether or not they can keep their three cars and two houses and everybody's like. But Diane Sawyer should do a Children of the Mountains special. Right. You're right. When like, the shit hits the fan, they yeah. always turn the camera yeah. back on. Yeah. 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 A crisis so the, needs to That's why the white working class, like we were talking about yeah, last week, like, that's why this mm-hmm. was such a big thing in, in the in the, in the liberal so, psyche. Yeah. On election yeah. night, like I saw it, like on election night, they started talking about rural America, oh, yeah. and they were like pulling up those rural counties and talking about them, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, here we here go. We go. Right. We're going to be blamed for right. Trump. Well, and so... In this age of sort of neoliberalism where you can create your own brand, you can create your own sort of online brand, I feel like as a result of that, you get these really sexy ideas. Um, so whether they're Silicon Holler, you know, like Hal Rogers. <laughs> Hal, Ro- Hal Rogers Jesus idea. Fuck. You know, you, get these, you can get these very sexy ideas that like they're trying to mirror an aspect of American culture. But they're telling us, they're telling Eastern Kentuckians, like, if you want to be a part of the national economy and a part of our society, you have to get up to our level. And so, like, Cecilia Conholler is, a, is a, an example of that. You know what it reminds me a lot of? Do you remember when, like, we were growing up in the church, and Willa, I, and I don't know what your religious Back upbringing Row Baptist, was. officially. Okay. <laughs> uh, you may have experienced this, too, then. But do you remember, like, when the contemporary Christian movement tried to commodify like every aspect of culture. So you didn't have like 
music from artists that happen to be Christians. You had like Christian pimps, like doing like yeah. this like Southern style rap music, and right? All this stuff. And then you had like the Christian like indie rock kind of guys, uh-huh. and it was just like putting a Christian grits. spin on that. Yeah, like grits. Yeah, exactly on the yeah. rap thing. But I feel like it's the same thing with the Appalachian thing. It's just like they just take a, a concept and try to put like a country veneer to it. But you know we what suck I mean? all the fun it... out of it in the right. process. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You can have Silicon Holler. You all can learn to code. But we want you to code for like medical billing. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. office. Right. Like, yeah. You're never like, going to work for Google, but yeah, you might work for Sykes. We're not giving you a right. nap today. Right. Like, well, <laughs> the thing is, is like this idea is so pervasive in our national discourse and it's so pervasive in the way we look at economic development. We are so wedded to the idea of like your value being tied to your labor that we can't just come to the obvious conclusion, which is just give people money. Just give people a basic income, give them free health care. And uh, a job guarantee. You know what I mean? Like, we have the economy and the government to do it. Yeah, and don't ever let nobody tell you they can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, it can be done. If we just, we've talked about this before, if we just taxed adequately just the offshore accounts that belong to U.S. citizens, we could fully fund all education. You get a free Ph.D. We could fully fund right. all of our medical services, all the things. Right. Well, like, the the problem is, is once you start talking about those things, po- policy solutions and sort of collective liberation, like, that's the operative word here, collective. Like, people don't like to, you know, they, they would much rather, like, buy into this sort of, like, venture capital idea of progress whether rather than solidarity, yeah. rather than working which with... Is why, which is why Mark fucking Cuban's going to be the next Democratic <laughs> president. Oh, God. You also can't deny the realities of reparations when you get into that conversation, and that shuts down. Liberals just lose all their shit oh, yeah. at the thought of reparations <laughs> right. to people who built this Because, again, country. it's the lib- neoliberal idea like you have to work to have value you know yeah. you had your you have to create profit to have value and we can't just give people it's like why not and reparations <laughs> would have to admit the egregious yeah. realities of slavery Which is what they don't right. want to confront yeah. and, and other realities too right you know yeah. well um so okay so so like where to go from there um i'm supposed to be MC. where were you all doing before i got here well, we were talking about, okay, so like I was talking about this idea, like in how Pike County, they're going to put this greenhouse. So they're going to build this greenhouse that's going to employ like 125 people. They're getting like millions of dollars in capital investment and they're going to like, there's a quote from Matt Bevin saying that like Kentucky is located within a one day drive um, of 65% of like U.S. Farm, uh, farmers markets and other markets, hmm. vendors markets. And like, therefore, it doesn't make any sense why we shouldn't be doing something like this. But there's a couple problems with it. It's just like people were talking about it online. Like they're going to have a really hard time competing with other farms and other, they're going to have a real hard time like getting their food to market and all that. And it just got me thinking like, again, it's just one of those fucking things where like we treat employing people, we treat giving people like actual living standards as this thing that they have to achieve. Like, um, or it's this like big idea that we bring down from like sort of big corporate America, and we're just bringing it down to here to you, to, for you to try on miniature, yeah. and it doesn't actually like liberate anybody. It doesn't actually like empower anyone. I don't know. <laughs> it teaches them a lesson. <laughs> but it teaches that hard work. <laughs> work hard enough. <laughs> work hard. Is this... blah, 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 bootstraps? Blah, blah, blah. Right. I I'm sorry. It yet, I totally took it. Is it a program for the out of work miners? 
No, it's uh, I'm it's. Impressed. I'm impressed. Then thank God. It's some company Harvest called Life. App yeah. Harvest. I just wonder if they are using the uh, the quintessential rule of three and multiplying every job by three. To, yeah. That's the number we're getting. Is the times right. three? You might as well, well divide any job number you hear around here by three. It's the same get thing. A more accurate oh, number. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the silicon hauler. It's this kind of thing. It's a prison. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always a big idea, and there's always, like, a group of individuals that sort of, like, <laughs> why are y'all laughing? Is that is that big? And... No, it's perfect. <laughs> We're with you. But you're, you're right, though. It's not, it's not, we can't think of an egalitarian society. It's always got to be, well, the right, with the rise, if the, the, the tide's rising, then all the boats rise with it. Right, 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 right. right. I, I mean, I think this is a necessary... Uh, it's a necessary idea that we have to kill. I mean, like, literally, if we're talking about empowerment and if we're talking about collective liberation, we have to get rid... We have to dispense of this idea that, like, progress and empowerment is going to be brought to us from... The one big idea. Yeah, from... Or, yeah, from the one big idea, the prison or the tech company or the Silicon Holler or whatever. (laughs) Everything we go to, everything you read talks about, like... Your economy is only going to be successful if it's diverse and small. Like you have to make smaller positions. You have to do more, more, have more variety and smaller workforces in each one of those. And then literally every single thing I've ever been a part of, we walk away and we're like, how do we make that mass? Like, how do we hire more? Like, how do we make that to scale? Yeah. To yeah. scale. Right, right, right. Like, right. I'm sure someone was like, a greenhouse would be amazing and could provide like 10 good jobs. And they're like, 120. We can do it. And like, right. we just can't keep it. And so then it's just another big mass building that will, I hope it does well, but it will probably sit empty. Like, well, also the other, and you know, and I'm, I'm no economist, but I play one on the internet from time to time. I'm not an economist, but I'm an optimist. I'm, an, I'm not an economist, I'm an optimist. <laughs> in, the words an of George, economist? in the words of George Bush. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. But we can come up with every cute little thing to do to diversify the economy. But if wages remain stagnant, yeah. it's all for naught. Like, it's, you know, I, I say this all the time when, the, when I'm out stumping uh, whatever local office I'm running for at the time. <laughs> If, uh, if you you could create 500 fucking jobs and like you could have 100% employment in Letcher County but if everybody's getting paid seven and a quarter you're just yeah. creating 30,000 yeah. poor yeah. people yeah back on the note of the one big idea I'm sorry me and, <laughs> uh, me and Matt Carter have always had this joke that to create jobs we're gonna um, we're gonna write a grant to haul a bunch of concrete up to High Rock and then fill in every single crack and make it like smooth as a baby's ass just make <laughs> rock just smooth as an egg <laughs> just like over decades just like <laughs> that's how we're creating jobs <laughs> but it kind of gets to it kind of gets that ridiculous sometimes i feel oh like like the sort of yeah the myth of the one big idea or you know and but the thing is that the thing is is that a lot of these people mean well like they're not like malicious yeah. they're not mm-hmm. trying to exploit people but I d- again, though, it's just... Uh, From the hell, as a back row Baptist, they tell me it's paved with good intentions. Well, and I'm just like, I'm thinking a lot about, like, I, like today I was supposed to talk to somebody about, like, the narrative of the brain drain of Appalachia, which, mm. dear God, if I have to give one more interview about that, I'm going to scream. Like, it's exactly like we are creating, like, these positions and these jobs that 
people don't want to do. We're making them low wage so they can barely afford to do them. And then we're like, well, we don't understand why you don't want to stay here. Right. Or if you do stay here, then like we put you forward constantly as the bright shining example and to the point where you just feel tokenized like exactly there's no and you continue to use this brain drain so that and and this narrative about all of our brightest minds leaving young people being our biggest export and so the young people who are here are just like well what the fuck who the fuck am i what the fuck am i doing over here exactly i'll tell you what i think is is well the effect of that and it's it's just like this tfa article that was going around this week you know, the guy goes in the classroom and he asks this loaded ass question. It's like, how many of y'all can see your, uh, life for yourself in Hazard? And like, of course, no fucking hands go up because every kid, whether you're from Hazard or fucking Huntington Beach, has a contentious relationship mm. with the place they grew up and at. And they knew what he was getting at. They're not mm. fucking stupid. He didn't go right. in there to a bunch of doe-eyed fucking babies. They knew what the fuck he was getting at and they probably raised their damn hands to get him to shut the fuck up and leave. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. But, it, like, but it's just <laughs> but like, it's, but it's so like, you know, if like, nobody wants to like raise their hand to that because nobody wants to be like, you know, the person that like never got out, you know what I mean? And that's just not, mm. that's not just an Eastern Kentucky thing. That's an everywhere. Right. But I guarantee if he had like sat down with any of those kids and said, if I gave you an unlimited bank account, what would you create in your downtown or what would you create in your community? They could tell you like five things mm-hmm. that at night they've laid there in bed thinking, I really wish this was here. This or, place wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, yeah. They could tell you those things, but that's not the question you ask them. Right. You ask mm-hmm. them, can they see a future in the town they live in now? And the answer is we're living here and sometimes we don't see it. Like it's, you, you can't, it's hard to see. You're just asking them to not imagine anything better. Like, you're just asking them to stay in the same thing. Right. Right. Which kind of also goes to reinforce, like, their, like, ingrained sense of self-doubt and, like, kind of like that sort of sheepishness they have about who they are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because the implication is you are not. You are other. Yeah. 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 Well, the the fucking title of the whole article is stereotype right nick's the stereotype it is this total assimilationist argument that like they can't just be who they are normal fucking teenagers teenagers right worried about prom right can can we just exist in the fucking world Yeah, yeah i'll never forget one time being in new york i was like 21 and we'd went up with a film and it was like one of the first times like i had that moment of someone being like you're uh like being othered about yeah. Appalachia. That's because mostly I hadn't traveled outside of Appalachia, you know, like Tennessee. But we went and like we were talking about our film and this woman in the audience was like, congratulations for being able to speak so well about this topic. And just like, I'm sure you all are such shining examples in your community. It was like <laughs> bragging on us. And Brittany was with me and Brittany's like, we're not like, ex- like we're not exceptions to our community. Like we're just a part of the community. Right. Everyone else can talk to you about the same thing. Like it's not. It's and that's that's whenever I read that article, that's what I felt like. These kids are not exceptions. Like they're great kids. There's like tons more behind them. They're not breaking stereotypes. They're just kids. Right. (laughs) Right. They're kids who want to like have a cool job when they grow up. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But if you're Teach for America uh, to (laughs) to get to that point you would have to really question some of the sort of neoliberal underpinnings of every single one of our relationships and the power dynamics in communities and how we value human beings. And they're not going to do that because they're 
a very corporatized. They are a corporation. <laughs> they, yeah. they're, they're they're a little corporation. corporation. And right. the whole reason they're here is because of the stereotype. They want to save Appalachia. That's literally, yeah, that's literally they have to lean right. on this frame because it's the whole reason they're needed here. Yeah. That's why we need them. And we shouldn't probably, maybe I'm the token for any people out there who want to make the world a better place but come from a very privileged place of doing it it's it's just like i came here as a as a vista you know what i mean a sort of white savior or whatever did you wear the polo do i what did you wear the polo uh i did have a polo (laughs) hell yeah i wore that shit at least once on martin luther king day (laughs) but you know i think there's a lot of people like that that might have like came here under those auspices but that like even a lot of the TFAers even some of the ones that were quoted in that article I thought had you know good things to say even though the, whoever wrote the article made right. them really <laughs> made them sound really shitty um but you know I think there's been plenty of people come through the ranks that we kind of adopted as our own you yeah know? I don't think I don't think like I don't think the problem is ever the individual no no absolutely not. Yeah. no I mean I think you know as people who don't believe there needs to be a wall along the southern fucking border we believe migration is good and natural human migration animal migration like I like you know there should no, you should be able to go wherever the fuck you want yeah. no passports and Winesburg yeah no borders no fucking states yeah, in my exactly yeah, that's my own exactly humble, whatever but um Whitesburg would be a really boring place if we didn't yeah. have this like revolving door right. of personalities and skills and quirks and <laughs> we I mean who, who would we make senses fun of, of humor exactly <laughs> who would we hit on downtown I don't know <laughs> yeah right well I think that you just gotta, you just gotta be a socialist. <laughs> oh I don't know. I, but what I, what I really do mean though is that like, if you're really trying to, if you're really getting in, involved in, a, involved in a program that is predicated on the idea of uh, waging war on poverty or or fix reforming education from this very corporate standpoint you have to understand that it can't be market solutions <laughs> yeah, yeah you have to understand that the literal definition of your job precludes a sort of empowerment that is the only answer to liberation Yourself. there's a really great I, speaking of teach for america there's a really great mindy kaling quote in one of her books i'm going to quote mindy kaling yeah um <laughs> where she like talks about teach for america and how she just assumes they're all very eager and like to play frisbee on the weekends <laughs> and so <laughs> in my experience with TFRs, that's been pretty true yeah. <laughs> pretty right the stereotype like kind of plays out in my head now whenever someone says they're tfa and like you play frisbee on right. the weekends. Well, it is ultimate frisbee. Ultimate frisbee. Yeah. I think we yeah. literally did play sand volleyball with them on the weekends. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Who are we to talk Where shit? Did you yeah. Find yeah. Volleyball. Hazard. Yeah. Hazard. Uh, <laughs> it was probably full of cats, stray cats, using that. By the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's not a doubt in my mind right. that there's like lots of shit in that sand. And we hazard. stepped on a lot of cat shit and cat pee. The weird, th- okay, so the weird part about this, though, is that, like, you can sort of see TFA on the same spectrum as the Vistas that came here during the War on Poverty. But it is a really weird thing to think about, how, like, we once lived in a society that used to try to use government uh, as this mechanism to fix problems with society, you know, fix pro- uh, poverty or whatever. And and I guess the TFA thing is sort of predicated on the same notion, but now it's totally um, comes from this very 
disgusting corporate mindset of like the erosion of public education and that um you sort of meet i don't know the the sort of standardized test model of like you know it's just it's just this the entire neoliberalization of the education system and you want to talk about something screwing up our economy i'll go on this rant is if you when you were in high school here what was one career you knew you could go to college for and come home and get you teacher. could be a teacher. teacher or a nurse. Yeah, or yep. a nurse. Yeah, and it's still the and same. Now, it's, no, or, like it's not as it's teaching's not as secure because if you're going up, oh right, right, yeah, a t- someone who's here for two years and the county doesn't have to pay their entire salary, and they'll never have to worry about giving them tenure. You're not going to be hired as a local mm-hmm. over that two year person. Yeah, like they can pay them dirt. And shit. like then if you do get right. a position you like, you get moved every year so that they can make room for whatever. Well, there's new the same TFA thing. Is. There are also nurses that travel yeah. and do the same thing yeah. at the hospitals, yeah. and they get paid way better than the actual yeah. nurses. Yeah. I just learned about this actually. Yeah. recently. Yeah. I'd say there's one caveat to that though, because and I, I speak because I, my ex girlfriend <laughs> was in Teach for America. That, Several oh, yeah, ex-girlfriends that weren't teachers. <laughs> More than one. They uh, were from the bourbon trail. He's, he, he's, uh, uh, but anyway, um, she had actually, she was in the Las Vegas Corps and then came here and oh, couldn't find her. a job. Mm-hmm. And so, but the, the, the refrain, she kept hearing all these job interviews at, you know, from people that were around it. The people doing the hiring wouldn't tell her was that like, well, so-and-so superintendent's like daughters getting ready to graduate from Alice yeah. College so they want to like well yeah. so she would get pink slipped like every semester or right. something like yeah. that I think you're right though I think that you know as, as TFA Appalachia or whatever got more established I think that they said oh well we can get by with just a cost share and yeah. get a teacher for two right. years or whatever which you know I, I don't have a problem with if say like there's a shortage of Spanish teachers or yeah. something like that well f- you, since you mentioned this I work with one of the best teachers I have ever met uh, in a nearby county and the t- she works in one of the high schools in the probably the most rural part of the county <clears throat> and that high school next year is consolidating with another a newer big high school in the county and so she teaches Spanish in her school and there's a Teach for America Spanish teacher at the other high school and they won't tell anyone who's getting hired until May because they don't want anyone to quit in the middle of the school year and so she doesn't even she's pretty sure that the TFA girl is going to get the job because she costs less and she's I mean because this teacher is like five within five years of retirement.
mean, so like, do you have this set of problems? If it's the same thing with the teachers and the nurses, and we know that education and healthcare is going to be the biggest employers in this area in future. I mean, for a long time. For yeah. a long time, and so like they you really always have been. Right. Yeah. Well, and so, yeah. but yeah, but this isn't a new tell thing. the truth about it. Yeah. So for us to actually, I don't know get at empowerment though it just seems to me that like what we actually need to be advocating for instead is like um teachers getting paid more and oh, yeah. uh actual uh, the same thing for nurses too for them to be able to i don't know if our nurses here are unionized or what but it just seems like so. uh, it seems like they've, if they've striked before any so they have it to seems be, like yeah. there's all the yeah. some yeah. sort of tension there yeah. that's going on yeah, yeah that's I'm true not sure. i can't but speak on it but if whatever their union is is fucking up if they're letting traveling nurses come in getting paid higher than them so it's just like <laughs> yeah. so it's just like we're not doing a good job at um at representing the workers here you know what i mean like the the I don't know, and, and securing their sort of employment, securing higher wages for them, securing greater benefits for them. People are, so um, I, whenever I was getting my hair cut recently, there was a girl there who's a travel nurse, and she was saying that she <clears throat> worked at Pikeville, she quit, became a travel nurse, and they send her back to Pikeville because Pikeville has a shortage. So she's working the same place and making like three times the amount she would make at Pikeville. Wow. Um, and so people there were like, some of the nurse staff was there like, was angry yeah. that she was there and she's like you can do this too like yeah it's a possibility um but i do th- i think like part of a, that whole ordeal is that you don't get benefits so like whatever so extra money you're making you have to like you're like a contractor probably yeah, like yeah. A... but it's it, it did make me think like how many people are probably going to switch from like yeah because you can be put in your own community as a traveling nurse right right well so uh yeah i don't know we've established the I don't know. What else can we say about this? What else can you really say about this? Well, about who saves Appalachia, who gets to save Appalachia. I think I think uh, something we have not touched on, and I don't know what the natural progression is here, but we talked a lot about um, trying to figure out the quality of life for people who get to stay, who who yeah. are able to stay around, and um, or who have to stay around, or want to stay around, or whatever the hell. All the reasons. There's a million people, reasons people come and go, and whatever the hell they do. Um, but who my particular favorite sect of people are the ones who move off um, and then when they do come home or wherever they're at, they are magnets for cameras and they cannot wait to land their pretty fucking faces in front of a camera to talk about what they got away from or (laughs) how they're just getting how they're just like building themselves up so they can go back and really make a difference yep um (laughs) so far y'all out there struggling just stay the cavalry's coming just uh, (laughs) yeah just hunker down hunker down baby get through it somebody who's we'll be back and we will (laughs) we will see our day we will see our day that is so true i and it comes like and so many people who leave here do it so many people who leave here, like the people that remain, do all the heavy lifting. Yes, and then when the yeah. cameras show up, yeah, they're there's the somebody front, they're else. Oh yeah, they're there's, the first ones holding. There's the a girl that I follow. I won't say names, but there's a girl I follow, and I'm pretty sure she just her goal is to become a motivational speaker in life, and she always like is like running this narrative online about how her life is parallel to Dolly Parton's. 
And it's hey, the and you should stop saying, baby, you lie. <laughs> the mountains no of Park. East Kentucky are her Smoky Mountains, and I can't stop watching it unfold because I'm like, she's then, breaking like, the stereotypes, guys. That's how you're saving us with her blonde. Oh shit! Well, <laughs> the stereotypes. Yeah, and that's and that's a mugs game. I mean, it's a mugs game to try to adapt to the sort of larger cultural hegemony to you know sort of like normative culture i got i respect anybody who wants to start a mom blog i'm there with you but right (laughs) you can't start it talking about how you're failing dolly parton well you're breaking stereotypes (laughs) so i think the the takeaways here then is that there's no one person or no one big idea that's gonna save appalachia it's that you have to literally band together with your comrades (laughs) And wage class struggle, but uh, no, seriously, no, but seriously, um, what I mean is like advocate <laughs> for policies that literally fucking empower people and improve people's standards of living no, instead of yeah. Yeah, instead of like um tapping into the savior bullshit where um yeah you think that like or if like if you're doing the work don't use it as part of your brand right that's yeah, yeah. that's where like that's like all, all these like not just individuals but a lot of these corporations yeah. or these magazine articles like they're not they're not telling the story because they want to better yeah. the community they're There's, telling the story to better their brand right yeah that's ex- that's a, money that's exactly right that's why i really have this is a little bit of a hot take but i really hate philanthropy for this reason it's not that i'm against the ronald mcdonald house i think it's a great thing but uh why are these billionaire corporate overlords asking me for to tack a dollar on my fucking big mac meal to go right. to the Ronald McDonald house when they need to come up out of pocket for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I still do it because yeah. I don't want the cashier to think I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole. That's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> but it pisses me off Not a little bit every time. Not necessarily the cashier, but the people in line behind you. You know, they're fucking looking at you, burning uh, fucking holes in your bag. Oh, oh. I don't care. I ain't giving a dollar to Ronald McDonald house. Yeah. Probably, probably about a cent of that. I don't know what they the even house. do. What do exactly. they do? Exactly. You don't know where that money's I'm, going. I'm a fucking come schmuck. On, I'm a yeah. fucking schmuck. The point is here is there are, I mean, Plenty of people are doing all the work to exist in a meaningful fucking way and and be good to each other. People grow food and they just give it the fuck away. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it doesn't even ha- it looks a lot of different ways. Um, and it's some of it's nitty gritty shit. Like all the people who had to stay out till ten o'clock on Monday night going at the fiscal court meeting, trying to figure out why the hell our county is in such a bad deficit. Mm-hmm. And they're not there because they were going to be on the fucking government channel. They're there because they're mad as hell. Right. <laughs> they don't want their taxes to raise because they know they can't afford it. And they know their neighbors can't afford it. And they know their mom can't afford it. Right. And, and they and, know it's not a long term solution. And they also have no faith in how that money's going to get spent. No, right? they know that in we the should, stewards of that. They money. know that it ain't their fault that we're in this fucking deficit it ain't we didn't we didn't start this although that was fucking hilarious that uh judge executive ward fucking put up that 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 thing that said now five years ago i said that if we did this the county wouldn't be in the situation don't get me he pulled a jd vance and and did a whole memoir talking about how fucking much he tried to do this this and this and he was stifled Uh. and all and even multiple of the magistrates we don't need to get into all this on this podcast but even multiple of the magistrates were like how long you been elected judge 12 years you are the history of this county 12 years that's an excellent wayne fleming impersonation Oh, you hit that, na- you hit I mean, that, that nasal part. That was amazing. <laughs> that was good. That was, that was so good. good. <laughs> that was good. That was good shit. 
I've yeah. had your blood pressure. Fuck's sakes, here. man. Following <laughs> following your goddamn sword though. You know what I mean? Yeah. You it's fucked cool. up, admit to it and go on. Yeah. I sent in a speaker piece and told him if he still be- if Jim if Jim Ward still believes that coal severance dollars are coming back to this county, we got bigger problems. I got a goddamn than a bridge to sell. We well, got bigger problems than a budget because we have a completely foolish and this person is incomplete well and that raises another good point is that it's not it's not the liberal saviors it's not the philanthropists it's not the fucking uh, venture capitalists and it's sure as hell not the fucking politicians either no, it's like our collective power for sure not that's the only thing or that's the our only that's way out of it and what do we have exactly to lose right. people haven't had a raise minimum wage has not raised in what 15 years or more? No, no, no. If, if minimum wage had caught up with, if it had kept up with productivity since Inflation, the late sixties, yeah. it'd be nineteen twenty dollars an hour right now. Yeah, yeah that's barely enough. Yeah, yeah. Point, we're, ta- right, we're talking about a five double. for fifteen yeah. that, that falls yeah. short. I f- yo, definitely falls short. Most people cannot rent an apartment, drive a car, catch a movie once a month, and keep their house full of groceries on right. fifteen dollars well, an hour. I think I think time. SPLC Southern Poverty Law Center said this is the first time in American history there's not a county in the United States where you can afford a one bedroom apartment on minimum wage, and that's never been the case ever. And now. They're saying that minimum wage needs to be at least like seventeen eighty or something like that, at least, to make that a reality again. Well, I mean, we're ten dollars an hour off from that. Yeah. Five for fifteen ain't even catching that. Yeah. Where, where there's even a trajectory of where that's even possible. So why even? It's just like we're not getting anywhere. We we are literally fighting for the right to use the fucking bathroom that is safe for us. Like we are so far away from being able to deal with these with this issue on a policy level that it's not even an option anymore. Well, I think that's part of it. I think that our leadership, like me and Terrence have talked about several times, I think that they're falling into these sort of synthetic realities these fake worlds right even at the local level they're they're fighting the culture wars because they don't want to engage in real solutions yeah for yeah, yeah. it's all culture man that's what steve bannon is it's what breitbart is it's yeah. been a culture war with these people for 20 30 fucking years now right. no that's exactly right. you're and and the, the problem with waging a culture war is that you're it's a, always a losing fucking battle unless you get in the White House, which is what Stephen Bannon figured out you have to fucking do. And then it's just going to continue to seesaw, right? Because right. you're never going to have a consensus with culture stuff. Right. You have to actually... Yeah. Well, you may one day. You have to actually engage in the fucking very dirty process of politics and gaining power. That's the only way out of this. Right. <laughs> it's our right. only fight. But you have to do it collectively. You can't right. fucking just, yeah, you can't buy into this. Like, one person's going to do the savior mentality. Mm-hmm. You can't buy into, I don't know, you guys know what I'm talking about. But it has to be a collective grassroots movement. Yeah. <clears throat> one that... Creates a, a compelling vision of the future. <laughs> Adam Curtis's. That's where, like, I'm always hung up. Is and I question this a lot. Is like the narratives that we tell of Appalachia. Like, it seems to me like there are two, like, dangerous narratives. And one is that we need saving, and the other is that we are saving. Like, we are being saved. And I don't know that anyone tells any other narrative other than those two. And so it's like one comes from outside, one comes from inside. And they both seem just as dangerous to me. Like, you know, like we're not being saved, but we also don't desperately need you to come in here and and flex your muscle. I don't know what the other I don't know what the other narrative is to say that we need, but both of those have like screwed us over. In the past. Right. Well, one that um, 
again, one that like values your identity beyond your fucking um, the score you get on a standardized test, or one that values your identity beyond something that uh, creates profit for other fucking people. Like one that is not rooted in this assimilationist idea that. Uh, yeah, you have to be saved or brought into the sort of larger economy. I don't know how you do that, probably with podcasts like this. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a start. <laughs> no, it's a start, but honestly, policies is how you do it. You literally improve people's well, means. Politics yeah. is Live, the solution. It politics has been is the solution. always been the solution. Yeah. But that sucks, you know? It's it's hard. It's a struggle. Right. It's why it's called political struggle. But hopefully we can fucking realize the revolutionary moment that we're in. <laughs> I, just, I think, uh, you know, I've been saying this for a while, and um, one of our friends recently said, okay, Tanya, we're on board with this, but you have to call it something else because that's boring as hell. And I was like, okay, fine. So it's participatory budgeting. We have got to make sure that we are like literally everyone is – that we're not casting votes for fucking people. We're casting votes for where the fuck our money is spent. If right. we're if we want people if we want people to actually give a fuck, then they're going to be able to cast their vote to say we need to prioritize in this annual budget a rec center, our trash, um, our fucking these three bridges are falling down or whatever it is. Feeding our seniors, our schools, our senior citizen centers. Like these are our fucking priorities, not this person who says he has our best interests in mind because he doesn't. Because we know we've already know that it's already been clear. And we can call it Pokemon Go for all I give a fuck. Nah. I don't care what we call was it. Budgeting. Was it me that Hell said yeah. it was boring? <laughs> no, was it you? I think it was me. <laughs> I think it was literally <laughs> me. <laughs> Just not got enough juice. You ever thought about Pokemon Go? Pokemon Go. I'm fine with it. I've come to terms with it. We can call it whatever the hell we want. All right. I think we've seriously we've. We've uh, dismantled some sacred cows and have, oh, uh, uh, yeah, no, we've made some serious headway into answering that question. Um, Is Appalachia? Do, did we? No, I think the, it's like I said, there's not an answer to it. <laughs> I mean, like literally yeah. the answer is uh, us being able to sort of put into words, um, or music or whatever the fuck, our revolutionary imagination to create a vision of the future. And that is creative enough that we ain't seen it yet. It's creative enough that we haven't seen it yet, but like... <laughs> the answer is we haven't figured it out yet, so everybody yeah. back off your audience. Yeah. Get off the winning idea right now. <laughs> so calm the fuck down for five minutes, okay? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, nobody if, has if, any if you think you got this grandiose idea yeah. that's just a cure-all, yeah. don't you just sleep on it for a few days. Right. <laughs> Ask and a couple people. Completely bury the word stereotype. Yes. Just yes. fucking lose it. I have some questions, though, about the first podcast. What is your all's favorite feedback you've gotten from the first podcast? I had a friend tell me that they showed it to their J.D. Vance-loving professor, so Ooh. who was using the book to... Oh, that's great. Class. We, we yeah. Went, yeah. That yeah. is great. Yeah, we we've, entered, we've entered the fucking Academia. academy. <laughs> we've entered the academy. <laughs> Fuck the academy. We're canon now. Well, yeah, we're I'm, canon. Sure, we're gonna be a I'm sure Congress. he found us completely irrelevant after I threatened to peg <laughs> J.D. Vance. <laughs> I thought it made it more relevant. Personally. <laughs> I'd say it solidified. After I heard that and you know, after it came out, I regretted it a little bit. So I'm going to slightly retract that. 
But here's the thing. I was talking to Tanya the, the other day on Saturday, and, like, once the critiques start rolling in, I'm going to crumble because I'm fucking sensitive. I'll be like, no, but that's not what we meant. We, they they I know, misunderstood no. us. I, I, really I was worried about my gay D. Vance joke snowflake. really bad. I really was worried about that. Like, Because I guess if you don't take it in the greater context, it kind of sounds like I was. Well, well I'll just going to say right now, anyone who has any complaints or uh, critical feedback, send it straight to Terrence Ray. Yes, yeah, send it straight to me. <laughs> I'll take it all. I don't want none of it. He, he, he got me and Tanya hopped up on wine yeah, coolers and made us do this. we're up in here if you could see this studio. <laughs> this son of a bitch. God damn it. I was literally, whenever you were talking, I was like, I am a straight lace square. <laughs> like, I am. And then I was like, how do I get in the circles and situations that I get into? But here I am. No. Well, remember, Willa, we've always said, like, it's like Tanya always says, she's always just like, I wonder what real, pe- what normal people talk about. <laughs> like, we're not normies. <laughs> um, yeah, it directs all complaints to my Facebook. Did you all? Yeah, publicly. On <laughs> publicly on my wall. Yeah. Don't, don't get in its DMs. You don't see it. Those are back <laughs> No, it's just such a barren wasteland that I've just deleted the app. I never tra- checked the DMs. Smoking on that in the back screaming no limit soldier true to the gizang stop in the project so to have an ounce of cocaine hit in the state in the texas listening to dj screw just race the lexus called up pimp c did a song last week with my nigga bum b twisting on some green spinach and niggas still tripping, I ain't dead, I'm still in it. This is for the bourbons and the Cadillacs, with the tins and the trails bumping in the back. This is for the players, all the Timps and Max, with the bins making dealers, paper stacks. See, pocket full of dollars already stacked, so I'm gangsta leaning sideways. Today ain't Friday, pretend it is, and today is my day. Take it from Mr. Huntsville Rider. Cadillac suburban driver, pussy diver, Mr. Glock beside when I'm riding. Flossing down the block, hollering my boys up in the third. Got the latest words, swerve to the side of the curb. Phoenix warning me to serve her. Say, bitch, can't tell I'm off. But I still give me $5 to wipe my white walls. Then I burst about the block, drop the top, cause it was hot. Hit the spot with the most hoes at the side show about the plot. Hitting donuts, and you know I'm acting. A straight up minutes catch me spinning. You could tell I was dead. Cause I cloud of smoke when I finished. I seen five o and they ain't even trying to sweat me. Think they be a nice knock. Cause I got a 185 on the hood. They know they can't catch me. And if you see me chilling, you can stop me. But I keep that Glock 40 up on the dash. and never know who might not be. And it's fun.
Smoking hula max with the bins, making ends. I mean, 